away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jameson Olive and Doug Plakins. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, presented as always by our friends over at Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And today, for the third week in a row, I believe, I'm joined by none other than Katie Gauze. Katie, how's it going? Oof, big, big streak we've got going here. I don't know if we can make it to four, but I'm doing very well. Happy to be joining you guys again. We've had so much good stuff to talk about. It was hard not to jump on the podcast. I know. So both you and Doug are out of town. Doug's at the National Card Convention. So he's he's a kid in a candy store. We're not going to see him for a couple more days. But you, you're coming live from a hotel room in Buffalo because there's just so much going on with the Panthers <laughs> right now. You had to get on the pod to talk about it. Um, and, and obviously, like we said, there is just so much going on this last week with the Panthers, uh, starting with the NHL draft. Congrats to Mackie Samuskevich, Panthers first round pick. Already letting it up for Team USA at the World Junior Summer Showcase, along with Ty Smolanik, third-round pick for the Panthers last year. So we're keeping a close eye on those guys. But honestly, too much stuff happened for us to just kind of focus on the draft this episode. With that in mind, we're going to throw all the draft talk to an episode of Panthers Pipeline next week. We'll also have some interviews there with some of the draftees. So stay tuned for that. Look for that next week. Uh, No time for the draft today because, Katie, 8 million things happened with the current Panthers roster in the last couple days here. Um, starting at the draft let's just start there Um, we'll get to a lot of things today obviously we'll talk about Sam Reinhart we'll talk about all the free agent signings the other day we'll talk about Sam Bennett and we also have a about an eight minute interview that I was able to do with Sam Bennett shortly after he signed with us so that'll be great to listen to as well like I said eight million things to get to let's just kick it right off with Sam Reinhart Uh, the other day Bill Zito said by the time this goes out there could be a deal done we don't know but as of yesterday No deal done as of yet, but Sam's really excited to be here. He's a restricted free agent. They're working on a deal. It's going to get done. No worries there. So let's just move ahead. Pretend he already has that deal done. Pretend he's locked in. The Panthers now have Sam Reinhart from the Buffalo Sabres. We're able to get him for just a first-round pick. And Devin Levi, a seventh-round pick last year, of course, you know, made his name at the, uh, the World Juniors with Canada this past year. But Katie, just looking at the move, not only the player the Panthers are getting there in Sam Reinhart, but just the message that sends to the league to the team when the Panthers go out and get a guy that's a perennial guy you can pencil in for probably at least 20 goals at least 50 points every single year yeah and what stands out about Reinhardt is you know not to take anything you know away from the Buffalo Sabres but they're a team that is notably been struggling despite that he's been one of the most consistent players on that team finding ways to score every single season on a consistent basis his most recent season having to step up and play without Jack Eichel when he went down with an injury versatility of being able to play center or wing a really exciting player. But in terms of the message, what it says is that, you know, while, while we maybe didn't need to make a ton of moves, we're still very aware of the great team we have and we're making that push. That's the first thing everyone starts to talk about is, you know, players like that moves like that, that just shows that the Panthers are going for the cup. This is, you know, this is it. We're serious. We mean business. And it's, you know, it's, it's a compliment to the players already there that the, the, you know, the management and the ownership is doing everything they can to just try to support them and to try to help them and make this the absolute best team that they can. And they did even more of that by bringing everyone back. And we'll get to a lot of that coming up, but just a great move. Good to see. And I like what he brings. Think he'll be a great addition playing on that wing with Barkov on the first line. Yeah. And one thing I forgot to mention, we are on zoom today. It's another rare zoom episode because like I said, Katie is up in Buffalo. Yes. Um, So we might sound a little different, but I think we sound good enough. Uh, But Katie going off that, I mean, you talk about, you know, the message it sends, just imagine being Jonathan Huberto and Alexander Barkov and already having, you know, a season like this season and then seeing Bill Zito going out and saying, you know what, you guys were close. I'm going to bring in Sam Reinhardt. There you guys go. What, see what you can do with that. Barky, maybe he's up on your, maybe he's right on that right wing next to Barkov. Mm-hmm. How much do you like that? You know, go get it, kid. I, I just love that. I love, you know, the aggressiveness. Cause let's not forget since he's been here, Bill Zito's shown that yes, he's protecting, you know, big pieces of the future, but at the same time, he's not afraid to trade pieces and prospects and picks to help in the now. You look back at the Sam Bennett trade, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I mean, that cost a second round pick and Emil Heineman, who was a second round pick. You look at right. what they, they traded to get Reinhardt, uh, you know, a first round pick. That's probably going to be in, in in the 20s, hopefully the late, late, late 20s, we're hoping. Maybe right. even the last pick of the draft, you know, knock on wood, Stanley Cup champs. Um, but And then Devin Levi. And you look at Devin Levi. What exceptional asset management that was by the Panthers. You, you identify a kid in the seventh round. 
you know, you pick him over the course of less than a year, he becomes a household name thanks to the World Juniors, and then you make him into a huge piece of a huge trade to get Sam Reinhardt here. That's just incredible. Uh, you know, stick tap to the, the Panthers goaltending excellence department and Roberto Luongo for identifying Devin. You know, we enjoyed him for his brief time here, but, you know, this is a business, and uh, it, it really is amazing that what the Panthers were able to do to get Sam Reinhardt here. And, you know, on Reinhardt, once again, you mentioned it, Buffalo, you know, one of the uh, you know rebuilding teams in the league right now. They've had some some tough years there, but this past season in particular, Sam Reinhardt had 25 goals on a team where the next highest guy had 13. He yeah. had 18. He had over 18 percent of their total goals this season. So it's not like he was even feeding off one guy in particular. It's not like there was even a tandem there that was you know lifting the team up offensively. He was doing so much. It's a team sport. You can't say on your own. But he was he was just playing at such a, a higher level than a lot of guys on that team. And he was generating a lot, which yes. is sort of like the self-generation of, you know, taking the puck and making a play happen without support. It's a, something we see, you know, Barkov and Huberto do a lot. You know, that's what makes them great players. So to see him doing that is another testament to, you know, his his ability to generate offense and be, you know, an impactful player no matter who's on the ice with him. And I will say one other thing, obviously, when the news started to leak out, everyone was talking, you know, Ryan out to the Panthers. And it was great to just see kind of the buzz around that. But it felt like there for a good three weeks, every single big name was linked to the Panthers. And it's just fun being one of those teams now where it's like, oh, right? man, Panthers in the mix on this guy. I've seen names like we saw Deno in the mix. I heard Phil Kessel's name at one point. I mean, just mm-hmm. craziness. And it's fun to be a destination and to be a team that's, you know, you know, considered by just about anyone and everyone because people want to you know a be competitive and have a chance to win b play for a great organization in a great place which as we saw with bill zito's free agency uh you know wrap up yesterday he's outside and, in the and sun the yacht with the palm the trees. you can't forget exactly can't forget oh. the yacht. yeah just a casual 10 million dollar yacht we were able to to, t- to hang out on for a brief amount of time uh, the Panthers are definitely, you know, doing a lot on and off the ice and in and out of the office to showcase how you know, this is a good spot. This is a fun spot. This is a place you want to be. And every guy has echoed that in their kind of conversations following their signings or deals that, yeah, it wasn't really that much of a question. We'll hear Brandon Montour talk about it. That he didn't really think that free agency was going to be much of a thing for him. He knew where he wanted to be. And that's a great thing to have. It is. And you mentioned kind of the destination for so long. The Panthers have obviously had like just South Florida as a selling point. You have the right. beach, you have, you know, uh, the, the weather, you have all that good stuff, the lifestyle. But now that you can add in also having, a, you know, an exceptional top of the, you know, one of the best teams in the league here to join up with. Right. Uh, it's the total package. And that's why so many guys do want to come here now. And when they come here, they want to stay here. I mean, I mean, you, you look at all the guys we're going to talk about here, Montour, you mentioned Bennett, the guys that were only even here for, you know, a month and a half, two months. They're like, right. man, I, I want to come back here. Like, this is pretty darn amazing. So that, you know, that's you know, a, a lot of credit to Bill Zito there. Like you said, even just showcasing the area and the team with things like, you know, the draft party with, you know, the backdrop the other day after free agency, all that stuff goes a long way uh, when it comes to luring free agents here and making guys want to stay here. But, you know, Sam Reinhart, uh, we'll talk more about where he's lining up, you know, potential things like that. Once we get closer to training camp, you know, he can play the wing, he can play center. He's a versatile guy, uh, which, you know, kind of, you know, a, a lot of Panthers guys fit that bill right now, which is great. And Bill Zito mentioned that the other day, but we'll talk more about that, you know, down the line. I'm sure once he signs too, maybe we, we can even get him on the podcast here and chat with him a bit. So very excited for that. But Katie moving along. Cause this is, this is very much going to be a moving along show. Cause so many, moves, yes. so many moves happened. Um, Sam Bennett, Sam Bennett, uh, re-signed before free agency got underway, a four-year deal for him, a guy that, you know, it was really kind of a reclamation project coming out of Calgary, a former fourth overall pick, never really found his footing with the flames comes to the Panthers and is suddenly just lights out incredible second line center, really gelling with Jonathan Huberto on the second line, uh, really bringing the physicality as well. After he got yeah. here, he, he led the Panthers in hits and just going through the stats real quick. I mean, the Panthers, uh, they led 10 to one in goals at five on five when he was on the ice in the regular season. Uh, he put up, you know, 15 points in 10 games, which is a record for the most points ever by a Panthers player in their first 10 games, breaking, you know, a, a mark previously held by Pavel Bure. So that's yeah. pretty good company right there. <laughs> but this is just a guy that, is he going to be that player all of next season? No. If you were that player, you'd be the be- he'd, he'd be winning the Hart Trophy. He'd be better right. than Connor McDavid. Um, but the Panthers do believe he is much better than his track record showed in Calgary, and he can be a second-line center, and he can put up these numbers. And he's a guy I look at as I, I see him. I see a lot of hits. I see physicality. I see playing in all situations, and I see 
you know, 20 to 25 goals, 50 points, maybe. I see a very productive, valuable player here for the Panthers. Yeah, he plays with that, like the, the term they tend to use is that hard skill, which is something that I think we're seeing become so much more and more important and something that the Panthers already had a decent amount of. And Barkov is sort of like sneaky hard skill because he might not look always like he's absolutely grinding it out because of how effortless it is for him. But he's got that he's, hard he's skill just so quality. bored out there playing with it's these non-superstars. Oh, he, this is easy. He's just so much better than everyone. Yeah, he's like, oh. But what I also like about Bennett is the fact that, and we've seen this sort of, even though his track record in Calgary maybe wasn't always at his full production level, one thing that was consistently apparent is that he always gets better as the season goes along. And by the end of the year and into the playoffs, like when the games are starting to count more and more, that's when you see him playing his best hockey. And who wouldn't want to be bringing in a guy like that? If they can find a way to unlock that potential and and maybe engage that half second half of the season mode Bennett earlier on then great but what he does is is so effective and and it's something that maybe it's not coming through on the score sheet but his little you know grinding it out in the corners and that physicality those hits even just the attitude that he brings to the ice is you know he's got a chip on his shoulder he's always going hard and and you know he's not afraid to back down from a little scrum or a little chirping uh, I forget I forget who it was early on it was one of those first couple of games and somebody got hit along the, the wall and Bennett just charged over Duclair was it Duke Duclair. yeah and he Duke just charged hit. over and went after the guy and I'm like this is my kind of guy I'll it was his second game yeah because yes. I interviewed I think I interviewed Duclair because Bennett had I think gotten in some pretty big trouble for it but hey you know <laughs> you got to make your make your mark but Duclair was like just it's it's awesome to see that's you know this guy's been here for for 48 hours and he's already stepping up for teammates making his mark on the team showing what a team guy he is and I think that's something that that wasn't just a trying to you know impress in the first few days like that's just who he is as a player and that's what I, I mean I think that's what we love like the, like Team Ice, that guy in Team Iceland said in D two, and he's like two minutes, well worth it. Like that was like exactly. that was Bennett after that. Like he's like I'll take I'll I'll take the, my time in the box for helping out Duke right there. But it was 10, um, 10 yeah. two, same thing. Ten, you know. yeah, it's still worth it. Take you, you got. It was step a up good. It was a good. It was a good step up for Duke. And, and but I love and, that and to have guys like that where you can be a team that has so much skill and then also have that edge with guys like Bennett, who also yeah. has the skill with Radko Gudis, uh, you know, Brandon Montour is not afraid to mix it up. Like the Panthers now really do have a tough team. That's also just, you know, overflowing with skill. But I mentioned earlier, I was able to chat with Sam Bennett, you know, right after he signed, uh, we talk of course about, you know, you know, what clicked when he got to the Panthers. We talk about, you know, sailing the high seas with Aaron Eckblad and fishing with Jonathan Huberto, the living the Florida life a little bit. Uh, so of course, territory talk as always presented by Baptist health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And let's get into that interview right now. All right. Uh, so first, obviously, Sam, thanks for joining us. Obviously, the big news recently, a lot of Panthers re-signing, but you yourself, a four-year deal. Uh, it was only about five months ago you arrived here. Just what does it feel like now to be here locked in for four more years? Yeah, it feels amazing. Um, you know, I couldn't be happier to get the deal done and and to know um, where I'm going to be for the next four years, have all security. So um, it, it's no secret that I love my time in Florida and I... Uh, I loved everything about it. I loved living there. I loved playing for the team. So um, to be locked up for four years now is uh, it's a really good feeling. And right when you got to Florida in February, things clicked right away. I mean, you had points, including the playoffs in 13 of 15 games, uh, 15 points in 10 games during the regular season. You really just took off here on that second line. Did you feel something kind of special happen when you got here or was it just kind of a natural feeling and the points just kind of came with it? Yeah, I think I think I really just just fit in well um, right away. Um, I was given a big role and a, a big opportunity, and um, I thought I took advantage of it right from the the get go. And then that just helped my confidence, and and then I could just build off that. But um, yeah, I just you know I was playing with some great players, um, got the opportunity, and um, you know to have a team that that really believed in you and and wants you to succeed, it it was a great feeling and. Um, I think that helped me a lot. And what did it mean to get to play with, with Jonathan Huberto in particular? It seemed like you guys uh, really found some chemistry early on. Yeah, we did. Uh, he's, he's an unbelievable player. He's probably got the, the best hockey sense uh, of ever, any player I've ever played with. So his vision on the ice, he can find you in any, any situation. Um, you know, he's going to get to the puck. So um, I, I really enjoyed playing with him and, uh, hopefully we can we can stick together next year and and uh, keep playing together. 
and from chemistry on ice to off ice, it also looked like you fit in right away in that locker room. Just what, what's the mood like? What's the vibe like in the locker room uh, for the Panthers these days? Oh, it's great. Um, yeah, it, it's weird. It, it feels like I've played with all these guys for for a bunch of years, and I, I've really only been there for two months. It's uh, it was a, it was a really tight group, and um, you know I've been in contact with all of them all throughout the summer, and um, you know it's great to to see that. So. Um, I'm, I'm really just can't wait for, for the season to get started again and um, can't wait to get going. And on the topic of team bonding, I got to ask uh, a little bit after the season ended, we saw on Instagram, you on the high seas with Aaron Eckblad and Jonathan Huberto, <laughs> any, any stories from that day uh, with those guys out there? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a great day. Um, we went out there, we, we caught probably five or six uh, tuna. Um, you, me and me and, he we were not uh, big fishermen so uh we had to get the uh the seasickness bracelets going and um i think Hubie got a little seasick at one point but uh for the most part we were good and it was uh it was a lot of fun so hopefully uh Eck will, will take us out again sometime it seems like x kind of running a charter fishing boat now for panthers players <laughs> duke was out there with him on instagram a couple weeks ago just what's it like how is he as a captain out there yeah he's great he's uh he knows what he's doing. It's, it's <laughs> like he's been fishing his whole life. So he's uh, he, he seems to know where the fish are. And I was a little jealous of, of the fish Duke caught. Um, we didn't catch a fish nearly that big. So definitely have to get back out there and, and try and uh, try and top Duke there. Uh, that's awesome. And obviously we talked about at the top of this uh, questions, uh, this, the moves the Panthers are making. You're one of several moves. Uh, Duke's locked up, Forsling's locked up. They traded for Sam Reinhart. Just what's it like as a player knowing that you guys, you know, already had such a great team, but now you're just kind of bolstering things this off season. Oh, it's amazing. It's uh, it's a really good feeling as a player and especially now a guy that signed for, for the next four years to, to see that, um, you know, this team is committed to winning and, and doing the right things to, you know, give us every opportunity to win. So um, that's a great feeling for a player. And um, I think my confidence and my excitement for our team next year is, is just, it keeps going up and, and uh, getting higher for sure. And I got to ask, uh, there's some photos have been swirling. Uh, Bill Zito has now acquired three of the first four picks from the 2014 NHL draft. Yourself, Sam Reinhardt, Aaron Ekblad. You were kind of attached to the hip with those guys throughout the draft process once you got there with all the media and, of course, you know, on stage and kind of ran in the same circles for a few days there. What do you remember from that experience in 2014 with those two guys in particular? Yeah, we, we saw a ton of each other going into the draft. Um, there was always a, an event or something going on where we were together. So uh, we spent a lot of time together and actually got to know both of them pretty well. So um, I know I reached out to, to Rhino and um, welcome him to the team. Uh, he's a incredible player and a great guy. So uh, we definitely got a, a gem in him. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty funny how, how things work out and, and come full circle sometimes. Uh, and second to last one here, I'm looking behind you. This is going to be an audio medium. Fans are only going to listen, but I can see behind you. You have two guitars. I got to ask, uh, do you play? And if so, what's your kind of go-to song? Uh, yeah, those are more for show, but uh, <laughs> I do I do play a little bit. Um, I uh, I don't play so much in the summer. I think I more play during the season when, when we have lots of off time. But uh, yeah, I think my go-to song would have to have to be uh, Wonderwall. It's a classic. And, uh, it's a classic song. It's probably the only one that I can actually play and sing at the same time. So uh, that's my go-to. And Sam, uh, obviously, just we're getting closer here. Training camp's coming up. Just how excited are you now with with everything going on? With how good this team looks to get here back into Florida and you know get things going here. Yeah, I can't wait. It's uh, it, it honestly can't come soon enough. Uh, I'm just counting down the days to to get training camp going and, and get the season going again. So uh really looking forward to, to getting back there seeing all the guys again and, and start uh, playing hockey again well sam we can't wait to see you back here in south florida and thanks again for taking the time to join us here on territory talk yeah thanks a lot big thanks to sam bennett there for taking the time to uh, join us on a very important day for him signing that four-year extension with the panthers and of course once again territory talk as always presented by our friends over at baptist health the official sports medicine provider of the florida panthers and katie one of the things he talked about there was i remember 
a couple, just, just obviously how comfortable he felt once he got here. And we saw that, and we saw that with a lot of guys. It's a very welcoming room. It's a very tight group. Bill Zito talked about after free agency, wanted to keep that core together because it is such a special group of guys. But we saw a couple weeks after the season ended, he was, you know, on a boat on Instagram with Jonathan Huberto and Aaron Ekblad. And we talked about it there. And then I think it was two or three weeks ago, we saw Anthony Duclair on the boat fishing with Aaron Ekblad. And I got to say, I kind of like this role that X taken on as kind of, I mentioned in the interview, like a charter fisherman for all these Panthers guys. I think if you want to get out on the ocean, you just go up to Eck and say, I want to get out there. And he's so excited. He'll take you out, you know, go fish and things like that. And I, you know, I, I, there is, that is important. I think having that and that kind of leadership and that kind of, I really do think that goes a long way with culture and kind of showing off Florida and making these guys play, you know, feel good and want to play here. So Aaron Eckblad's doing work this offseason. To him, I know it's probably just fun, but I th- that's work. That helps. I think that's really helping the team with, you know, you know, luring free agency or making guys happy, things like that. And like I said, just showing off, you know, the Florida lifestyle. Oh, no question. I mean, you know me. I love uh, any good fishing story. True. We're going to have to get the whole crew on a, a podcast sometime and just just tell some some great fish stories and see who the uh, the best angler is. But, you know, and it, it makes me think of, I think at one point during the the, the early portion of uh, the offseason, or maybe it was right before we dove into the playoffs and and uh, Jonathan Huberto, the infamous uh, teal, I guess you can call it, turquoise. Lambo one of a kind, and it was one of a kind and he was cruising down the boulevard along the beach with none other than Sam Bennett those two just bonding and keep in mind they had some great success on the ice building friendships off the ice is just as important for those things and it just it's been so great to see how welcoming all of our guys are and how quickly they're meshing as friends and how much fun they're having as a team and just to see like little moments like that like we said the Lambo even, you know, before Chris Strieger departed our team, he had that helmet that was dedicated to all the different guys. Which I hope Panthers. is in a museum somewhere now. because It should be. be. That deserves uh, to be in a museum. But it's just such a testament. I mean, we could talk all day about the different stories about what makes this team special, but it's a lot of those things that you don't see on the score sheet and on the ice. And it's just, like you said, between X fishing, you know, fishing excursions and the, the, the huge he's got to start it. He's got to start an LLC on that. He's got to start a business, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. He's got a career in it no question afterwards but yeah just it's been fun it's just it's just as south florida as it gets and we're loving every bit of it and kind of closing thoughts here on bennett is he was one of those guys that really talked about opportunity and the opportunity he got here and obviously we heard a lot of that from a lot of guys especially with what the panthers did last season you know taking on these guys that maybe were you know playing behind other guys maybe had kind of been forgotten a little bit maybe just you know, weren't getting the minutes they should be getting gave them all that opportunity. They ran with it. And, and Sam was definitely one of those guys. I mean, you look back at the role he was playing in Calgary, typically bottom six was averaging about 13 minutes a game or so uh, this past season before he got to Florida. Once he gets to Florida, second line center, 18 plus minutes a game, all situations, you know, crushes it. So it, it's a little bit, obviously, you know, the Panthers are giving these guys these opportunities and the, these guys are, you know, given everything right back to the Panthers uh, kind of as a thank you. It's a perfect relationship and he's not alone in that because moving right along. Now we're taking it to free agency. Now we're taking yep. it uh, to uh, Wednesday at BB&T center here. Like you said, Bill Zito set up uh, doing his media outside with the palm trees in the background. Look great. You know, I uh, love to see it, but Panthers made a couple moves. You know, Bill Zito said he expected it to be a rather quiet day. Just given the fact they'd already signed Anthony Duclair, Gustav Borsling, Sam right. Bennett, Traded for Sam Reinhardt. They took care of a lot of business early, but there was still work to be done. And the first thing and one of the biggest things they got done was they got ahead of some business here. They didn't have to do it this offseason, but they got ahead of it, re-signing Carter Verhage, or should I say extending Carter Verhage for three more years after this year. So Carter Verhage here for at least the next four total seasons. And this is a guy that definitely also fits that mold, Katie, of a guy that came here as kind of a under the radar unknown. It was only October that he signed here, and everyone was saying, who's Carter Verhage? Now here he is. <laughs> For the next four years coming off a 36.18 goal season just that that's a huge move for the Panthers Katie yeah and I mean we talked about it when we did our preseason evaluations of you know maybe most you know biggest surprise and I think the first thing we said was you know while maybe not everyone knew who Carter Verhage was we certainly did and we certainly weren't necessarily surprised by the goal scoring ability because he led the AHL previously in goals the season he was there before he made that jump up to play some time with Tampa he is incredibly effective offensively. We knew that, but again, new team, new environment, 
he didn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily a guarantee what he'd do, but he did pick up where he left off, where we hoped he would, you know, and just, you know, made an impact right away, just sliding into that first line, being impactful, being aggressive, being supportive for Barkov. Just he, he brought everything that you'd hoped to see. And I don't think it took very long for people to figure out who he was and also realize that we were on a steal of a deal with him. Mm -hmm. So why not, you know, make that extension, sign him up for the long term? Because, you know, like I said, he's happy to be here. We're happy to have him. And I, I think that his production is only going to increase. Yeah, and it's not even just the offensive numbers. Like I said, 18 goals, 36 points uh, in 43 games, so almost a point-per-game player, of course. A little banged up towards the end of the season, but came back, was excellent in the playoffs as well. Um, but you look at him, and it's, it's, it's the possession game. It's the puck retrievals. It's, uh, it's just how he gels with Barkov specifically. I think if there's one thing I can look at, if I can look at the roster this season and you try to play the role of Joe Quenville and say, you know, this is my, my opening night roster. I'm guessing where guys are going. I think the surest bet you have is Carter Verhage, Alexander Barkov on, on line one, just with how well that worked and the production the Panthers got there. And they were never separated, really, the entire season. There, mm -hmm. A couple different guys got a look on the right side, but that top line, Verhage, Barkov, that was you know a rock. That was a constant for the Panthers, and, and for a good reason. Because one of my favorite you know stats to look at, obviously, you know, is expected goals and expected goals for and against. And that's basically just factoring in, you know, the quality and amount of shots coming your way and going the other way. And, you know, how many goals are expected to be scored when you're on the ice and how many goals are expected to be scored against you when you're on the ice. And you factor those two numbers together and you get expected goals for percentage, which is you, you weigh them against each other. Obviously, a number above 50 is great. That means you're a positive player. Uh, and among forwards in the league that played at least 200 minutes this season, which I consider regular forwards, you know, mm -hmm. it's not a guy playing one good game. Uh, he was third in the league behind only Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen in that those category. Are, those are some decent names to be so, in the mix with. <laughs> he is just such an effective player in all three zones, not just one zone. He's, he's an all around talent. He's a guy that, you know, the moment that deal got signed, I know specifically that all the, the analytics people on Twitter were going, oh my God, what a great deal. Carter Verhage, you're all about to find out this guy. Because even though he did have this breakout season, let's not forget the Panthers were playing in a bubble. We were only in our division. Uh, he, he really still hasn't had that, I think, that coming out party. He's a guy that I think a lot of people like to say, have you heard about Carter Verhage? Well, I have. Like, he's kind yeah. of a cool... He's kind of a cool kids guy right now, you know? Yeah, like that band that you heard of before they became mainstream and yes. popular that you'll always feel like some, like a little bit of extra pride when they make it big. Cause you're like, yeah, I knew them before they were cool. So. Yeah. And now when, Car <laughs> now when Carter Verhage is now winning people their fantasy hockey championship, what were the guys saying? Like, oh, but like you should have seen him last year. Like, cause we'll be losing our coolness once we lose him to the world. But exactly. That's, that's what we want. We want Carter to be a superstar, but uh, you know, a great you know bit of business there by Z Bill Zito getting Carter Verhage locked up for three more years. So like we said, four total years start, uh, starting this season with Carter Verhage now with the Panthers, given that that was a contract extension uh, for him. So uh, an amazing deal. Really happy that Carter's going to be back here. Going to be a real big key part of this team. And Katie, this kind of ties into the whole plan, this whole window that Bill Zito's been building. And I asked him about this after the draft, because you know, after they got Sam Reinhardt, it just seemed like there's definitely a, a plan in place here where they're buying up guys' prime years. They're buying yes. up guys' best years of their career. You look at the guys they re-upped this year for either, you know, three years, four years, five years, all kind of in that range. Mm -hmm. Anthony Duclair, 25. Gustav Forzing, 25. Sam Bennett, 25. Sam Reinhardt, 25. And then you look at the guys we have, Alexander Barkov, 25. Aaron Ekblad, 25. Um, old man Jonathan Huberto, 28. Mackenzie Weger, 27. But yeah. all these guys, all the, the I mean, and you then you go to the young guys, Anton Lundell, 19. Spencer Knight, 20. Owen Tippett, 22. Uh, you know, there's just all, not all, but, you know, 90% of the important players on this team, the core players are guys that are just entering their prime years, that this team has the majority of them locked up throughout their prime. This team, it seems like Bill Zito is really trying to take guys from 25 to 30, squeeze yes. everything we can out of those years, the best years of their career, to bring some cups here to South Florida. And he said, you know, that's, that is intentional. That's what they're trying to do. You know, they're trying to get these guys at their best. Uh, and that's why you you sign a Carter Verhage one year ahead to lock up those years, to make sure yeah. you get those years at a good price. Uh, because with the cap the way it is, with the cap being flat these past couple seasons, uh, and you know, looking forward, you don't know what's going to happen there. Bill Zito said every cent matters for this team right now, and that's why they're signing these deals and banking on these guys that they believe in, like Sam Bennett. That deal for Sam Bennett, if he has a, you know, even like I said, if he has a twenty goal, fifty point season, that's an insane deal for Sam Bennett for a second line setter. That's exceptional. Yeah. So the Panthers, you know, they have their projections. They they did all the research. 
These are the guys they believe in. These they, they believe this is the core that's going to get it done. Obviously, you're going to have some couple pieces here and there coming and going. There's always you know movement throughout a season and throughout you know season two season. But they have their core group of guys. They have that real heart and soul of this team that they believe is going to carry this team to a Stanley Cup. And I, I see the plan, and I love the plan, Katie. Yeah, I agree. And I think you also think about it from the player perspective, like take yourself inside the room. When you look around and you see these guys that you're becoming close with that you've already built something great with this past season. Now, you know, you've got this, you know, this future together. I think about how much that impacts just the camaraderie and the closeness and just the overall excitement that, you know, you're all, you know, pushing for the same goal. And now, you know, you're all going to be able to do it together, that this team believes in you and is invested in all of you. I just think it brings this group closer together than they already were. And I think they are pretty close to begin with. And when you get to see the the year one chemistry, knowing that you're going to have the opportunity to do that for an extended amount of time, there's such an excitement and a buzz. And I think we feel it. We see the plan, like you mentioned, but the guys do too. And yeah. they, they know that this group is, you know, that, that this management group is invested in them and betting on them and rewarding them and keeping them together. And that means a lot to guys. And, and I think that will translate to the on ice product as well. And just how much fun is it going to be to play here and be a part of that core? Like I said, like more than half that locker room is 25 years old. They're all getting paid. They're all playing in South Florida. These guys are going to live it up on and off the ice. And that, that just makes for, I think, like you said, that camaraderie, that culture, this is going to be a, 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 a bleep myself there. It's going to be a, a, a freaking party. I, I think it's, it's going to be for the fans to watch for the players to play this you know, South Florida hockey is this next four or five years. I'm just so excited for, um, but you know, Moving forward, there's more deals. Like we said, Carter was kind of the biggest move of the day, just given the fact, you know, what he's been able to produce here, you know, the fact that he is a top line player, but there was more business to be done, more players to be signed. Uh, Get that depth. Two depth guys I really enjoy and I'm really excited about here. Uh, Yuho Lamico re-signed Yuho. one year, no, one way. Get to hear say that again. That was probably one of the best parts of yes. the season. Um, four goals in 44 games last year, but that's not really his forte. He's a physical guy. You know, he's a four checker played up, you know, played about just under a minute per game on the penalty kill. Yeah. Kind of a do it all versatile bottom six guy. Uh, one year, one way, obviously the guys love him. The fans love him. Uh, a guy that, you know, if you need him, you can definitely plug him in. So really happy to have Yuho back. And then the ultimate wild card kind of, you know, Yuho 2.0 in a way. And a guy that played here left and is now coming back. Uh, Maxi Mammon, Coming back here, a former late round pick of the Panthers, uh, you know, played parts of two seasons here, you know, scored, I think, three or four goals in that time, uh, but never really had that that full time role here. So he goes back to his native Russia, lights it up for three years in the KHL, specifically this past season, 35 points and 55 games in the KHL, which is a great league. Uh, He's 26 years old. So he's also seems like he's really kind of finding Mm -hmm. himself right now. And the Panthers are saying. Once again, this guy, he fits the bill. He fits what we're looking for. Max, if you're ready to come back, we'd love you back. And he said, you know what? Sure. One year, one way deal. I'm coming back to the NHL. And Bill Zito said, you know, he's versatile and he's a guy that, you know, can play up and down the lineup. You know, he's a guy that, you know, if you needed him for a couple of games, could play in the top six. He's got mm-hmm. that, that two-way game, that physical game, that guy, you know, that game that can make the line mates better while also maybe occasionally chipping in some goals himself. So Maxine Mammon, I, I just like when guys come back, Katie. <laughs> I just, I just really enjoy it. It's like, it's like they go a couple of year, years abroad and they come back and you're just excited to see how much they've grown, what they look like on the ice. It, it, I, I really, I'm excited. You know, you, you mentioned it to me when we talked about him, I never got to meet him the first go around. So I'm yeah. excited to meet him for the first time. And something that stuck out to me, actually, I just thought of this now is we talk about all these players like, Oh, last year, this, whatever. We've never met most of these guys. Yeah. That's something I keep forgetting. I actually have to catch myself. Cause you know, you talk to a guy on a headset, you see him on camera but when we're talking about Bennett, Verhage, Duclair, I'm like, wait, I can't wait to meet these guys in person. Hopefully, well, it's, soon. it's not even that they've <laughs> never like they've never seen us from the neck down. Yeah, exactly. They're like, who is this floating head? Hey, like, I'm, a, I'm a human. Here's the rest of me. Katie Gauze could be six five, as far as Sam Bennett knows. He has no. no they're idea. in for a, they're in for a rude awakening. With my <laughs> shortness, but I just I can't wait to get back into the room and just find out who these guys are a little bit more. We get to you know have a better glimpse than maybe the olden days without social media, but you know, to see what these guys are like and what they're into, but to get to have those sidebar conversations and find out a little more about every one of these guys is probably going to be one of the highlights uh, as we look forward to this season. But yeah, you guys coming back, Mammon, I'm excited to to see what he can do. And, and Bill Zito seemed 
very, uh, I think the term he uses for a lot of guys now is bullish. And I, yes. I'm loving him using that term. It's something we, I've never really heard someone use it that often. So I'm, I'm interested in this bullish uh, excitement that he's got for a lot of these players. And, uh, and it'll be good to see uh, those two guys really rounding out this forward group. Yeah. And he said uh, when they were kind of doing their research on Mammon, they said basically they, they started following him at the beginning of the season. They kind of clued in on that. And he said, Panthers, uh, director of European scouting, Yari Kekalainen and some other European scouts gave uh, gl- I don't know, glowing reports or glowing reviews. Regardless, the news was glowing about Maxine Mammon. So I, I do expect good things from Mams this season. I think he, once again, he's going to be a fan favorite here, uh, you know, kind of doing a little bit of everything on the ice. But uh, the next player, uh, this was actually the end of the day, but it's more of a depth signing. So we're going to move him up. Uh, but Christopher Gibson, uh, goaltender, uh, two-way contract for him. Um, you look at the Panthers goaltending depth. Obviously, you have Sergey Bobrovsky. You got Spencer Knight. Uh, you have Sam Montembeau, who's an RFA, but we expect him back. Uh, and then you have Christopher Gibson. So looking at Gibson, you know, he's in his late 20s, over 200 games of AHL experience, you know, mm-hmm. seasoned vet. Coming over from the Lightning, I think he got in two games there last year. So maybe he brings us some trade secrets as well on how to beat the cross-state rivals. Uh, but, you know, just a great AHL vet, you know, a lot of experience to help, you know, that team in any way he can, you know, down there in Charlotte, whether it's, you know, mentoring, you know, the other goaltender he's got there because he's probably going to be paired with a younger goaltender, uh, potentially Sam Montembeau looking at things. All that has to be decided in training camp. But yes, anytime you can bring in a goaltender with that kind of experience to your organization, I, I, I like it. I think it's a good signing. And Katie, anything to add there? We don't know much about him other than the fact that he has that experience. No, I mean, historically, the the lightning system in Syracuse does produce some pretty strong goalies. So I think that alone, just having that experience, having worked with their guys up there is going to have him set up for some really strong technical goaltending. And like you said, the biggest impact, definitely just having a little bit more experience and being able to, to serve as a good partner and mentor to whoever he ends up being paired with. But again, like you said, training camps, the one that decides all that. And you know, we've seen it before. Goalies come in and you never know what you're you going to get. So we'll see who who surprises us, but uh, certainly plenty of excitement in the goaltending excellence department on and on the ice. But in another thing I just thought of that actually makes total sense is obviously he was spent the majority of last season in Syracuse, where the Panthers obviously saw a lot of hockey because half of their prospects were in Syracuse. Uh, sharing that AHL team with so the he already knows knows Monty. So then. he already he already knows Monty. He already knows a lot of the guys he's going to be playing with within Charlotte. And like I right. said, obviously the Panthers had a lot of eyeballs on him throughout the season. So that now makes perfect sense. I didn't think about that yesterday. I'm thinking about it today. That- He's basically already half hour. Yes, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> now we're just making it official. Okay, yo, once again, great bit of business there by Bill Zito. I get it smart. now. So smart. Um, took, us, but- took us a minute, but we got there. So that's, you know, that's it for the depth. You had a lot of depth with Yuho, Mams, you know, Gibson, uh, really important pieces, obviously not big fish, but the Panthers already have the big fish sitting at home cooking uh, with all the moves they already did. But then the last one of the day, a guy that I think is going to play a really important role for the Panthers this season, uh, Brandon Montour re-signing three-year deal. Another guy that came over from the deadline came from Buffalo, uh, you know, four points in 12 games after he got here, including 12 goals, uh, looking at his impact at five on five, the cats led 15 to seven in goals. Uh, during, uh, you know, the regular season when he was here after he arrived. So a positive player, uh, great possession numbers, really found chemistry with Marcus Nudevara in particular. And not only did, you know, his numbers look great, but I feel like he also really elevated Nudie there as well. We don't know if they're going to be paired together again this season, but it's yeah. already a pair we know works together on the ice. But uh, before we get to you, Katie, we did have a chance to talk to Brandon Montour. So here's just a couple kind of quick highlight clips uh, from his interview. Yeah, you know, I think, um from when we talked i think just those first couple of days you know i I think guys have said it already um the group and you know the staff top to bottom make feel so comfortable um i think that's the main thing is you know i felt like i was uh one of the guys right away um and that's what you want coming in and then you know going from that um you know on the ice you could see the team that we have and um the talent we have so um you know that is obviously another big thing so I wanted to find something where um, I'm on a winning team, um, a team that wants to win now. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, we're at that point here where we want to make another step forward. Yeah, I think I just wanted to kind of get back to my game. I think the situation that happened in Buffalo, um, you know, we had a couple of tough, tough seasons there. um, And that's just the way it goes sometimes. And, um, you know, refresh. um, I know the way I can play. Um, I think Florida knows that as well. And, um, you know, we had success down the, the stretch there, um, heading into the playoffs. Um, 
you know, when you're on a different team, different winning team, um, and you guys are, you know, flowing in the right direction and everyone's kind of going, um, it makes it easier on everyone. So um, I'm excited just to keep that moving along and uh, playing with Nudie. Uh, I didn't know who I was playing with going through. Um, obviously, we had success early and, uh, you know, whoever I end up playing with next year, um, you know, I'll just keep playing that way and, um, you know, keep having success that way. Yeah, I think you just said it there when all the guys, um, you know, we have a lot of guys coming back, um, a couple of fresh faces. I know, obviously, Reinhardt from Buffalo, so um, he'll join and, and he'll be a big part of our team going forward. And then um, a couple of guys re-signing and um, it's good to see. I think guys, you know, we have a great group. Guys were obviously bummed when the way the season ended there, but um, I think just the excitement, um, you see, you know, how well our team is shaped um, from top to bottom. and. I think guys just want to keep getting back to it. Um, you know, shortened seasons, anything could happen last year. And now we're kind of back into the swing of things, everything back to normal. And, um, you know, everybody get back in September and get back to it. You know, through all of us, I think we're all excited to come back. Um, it was a no-brainer. I think the UFAs, obviously, you know, you get to explore and um, see what's out there. But um, my interest was never like that. I, I wanted to be a Panther, um, you know, the business side. So you got to work that through. But um, this is where I wanted to be right from, you know, when you guys traded for me and, um, you know, excited for the next three years. Great to hear uh, from Brandon. Then, like we said, we had a chance to talk to him right after he signed on free agency. We'll probably be talking to Carter Verhage, uh as well here in a couple of days. But the thing that really stuck out to me from that interview, Katie, was him just saying, you know, I didn't really want to test free agency. The only kind of number I wanted to call me was Bill Zito's. I want to be a Panther. I want to come back here. And that ties back into what we were saying, you know, a couple minutes ago was even the guys that were here for six weeks don't want to leave. This is this is a place that they look around and say between the team, between the, my teammates, between the area, like who wouldn't want to be here? And Sam Reinhardt, of course, had the, the, quote, yes. the quote we forgot to mention the other day, you know, uh, who doesn't want to be in Florida? Who doesn't who doesn't love the sun? Exactly. So, that's kind of the motto here now who doesn't want to you know, be in Florida who doesn't love the sun who doesn't want to be here and we're gonna get shirts we're gonna make we're gonna shirts. get shirts yes yeah. but uh Brandon Montour really happy to be here you know a, a piece that I really like a guy that can give you over 20 minutes a game that can play you know on the power play if you need him can play on the penalty kill if you need him just a, a really valuable valuable piece to have here for uh, three more years Absolutely. And and like you kind of touched on and something else that I think will be an interesting storyline to follow, whether whether they are paired together or not, but the way that he did seem to elevate Nudavara and Nudavara himself is an interesting player to keep an eye on because, and we've talked about this before, Jameson, we didn't really get to see him experience that full season. He struggled at the beginning with, with the, you know, being kind of out of the lineup and then yeah, getting let's sick. Not forget. And, yeah. He went through all the protocols. He, he basically was didn't stuck really in COVID. Yeah. Didn't have a training camp. Then never really had a chance to get his footing. Like I, I, I really do think he came online later in the season, but I think a lot of ple- people are sleeping on Marcus Udovara heading into the season. Agreed. I, I think, you know, maybe by the time the season was almost over, he was just getting comfortable. So to be able to have a normal season that will be something interesting to follow and you know he's also got a wiener dog so i will always <laughs> forever be a huge fan of him sad to see his wiener dog partner go with alex wenberg but excited for him heading to seattle on a great contract but let's talk about montour really excited about what he brings uh, you know from the first moment we talked to him when he came over at the deadline you just he had like a really great confidence about him a, a super clear professionalism and you know from a selfish perspective interviewing him has been an absolute pleasure he's great to talk to you know uh, in game and get that analysis and he always has good things to say I feel that he sees the ice really well and I think that trans was transparent and you know uh, some of the positive numbers like you said uh, I'm, I'm stealing this from the article that you wrote but you know 15 to 7 outscoring the Panthers outscoring opposition when he was out on the ice so that speaks to the fact that you know while he's also you know a good defensively he's got a great offensive element and really helps to drive that you know that rush and to put the Panthers in positive positions for scoring chances so I think he's going to be a great addition it'll be interesting to see who he's paired up with uh, but the Panthers you know the Panthers back end is looking stronger by the minute. And you, you touched on it there. The Panthers are a team, especially with their defensemen. They want to play with speed. They want to play in transition. Basically, what they like to do is opposing teams, you know, coming into the offense, coming to the Panthers zone, coming to their own offensive zone. Panthers defensemen, they immediately go at them, either in the neutral zone, disrupt things, or push them out to the walls. And right. the moment they can get that puck loose, 
they're kicking it right back up to one of the forwards. And Brandon Montour really does do a good job of that. He does, you know, have a great first pass. He is really good at, like I said, sending the action the other way. So he fits the mold of what the Panthers are trying to build there on the blue line with a couple of other big guys. Like we said, Gustav Forsling's great at that. Ueger Ekblad, of course, you know, all world guys. Gudis bringing the pain. And like we said, Marcus Nudavara, uh, you know, really, I think, in for a really nice bounce back. And then after that, I mean, use the term bullish. Uh, Bill Zito said the team's bullish on Matt Kirstead. Who That's right. We saw a little bit last year after he signed out of North Dakota, but I love all the guys in the pipeline that are about 20 to 22. You know, Max Gildon, John Ludwig, uh, Chase Prisky, yeah, they qualified, so he's going to be back. There's a lot of guys that could also come up and play a major role or, you know, really, you know, turn heads at training camp this season. But as far as that six I'm looking at right now, as it is, I really do like the Panthers top six defenseman as is. Now the Brandon Montour is coming back. Uh, but Katie, like, like I said, that's, 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 that's the news of the day right there. That's what the Panthers did on free agency. Bill Zito, like I said, said they expected to be quiet with all the moves they already did. So looking at it, you know, you have the, the Verhage contract extension, you, you sign Yuho Lamico, Maxine Mammon, Christopher Gibson, and Brandon Montour. That's a really good bit of business, especially when you look at the years they locked those guys up for the contracts. Uh, they didn't attach themselves to any anchors. You know, the, all these deals are really good deals, uh, which, you know, a lot of teams end up having to do in free agency. You have to pay a guy for six years at a rate maybe you're not comfortable with because you feel like he's the missing piece or something like that. The Panthers didn't have that in free agency. They, they, they have great contracts. They have all their guys locked up, like we already talked about, you know, buying those prime years in a great spot. So before we move on to, you know, a couple last bits of business here, let's first hear kind of what Bill Zito had to say about the end of the day, just kind of about, you know, their mindset heading into free agency, how they project players, and just kind of the mentality moving forward here, heading into, you know, a huge season here in South Florida. You know, we knew what we wanted to do ahead of time, what we were trying to execute. Um, I think the, the acquisition of uh, Sam Reinhart threw a little bit of a wrench player personnel wise into what we were able to do cap wise. Um, but um, as far as actually today is concerned, uh, you know, it's been rather quiet, but we didn't think that we were going to be able to be very active and, uh, and, and, and actually kind of happy that we are where we are. Well, I, I you know, I think it's, um, it's important for, for some of the guys, you know, certainly to come in here and, and to give all that they did for, for the organization uh, to be part of the team. Um, I spoke to Sam Reinhardt today and I, I spoke to Brandon Montour today and both of them talked about um, Brandon as, as a member of the team and how excited he was. And, and Sam, from what he had heard in, in, in interacting with the guys about the team. So I think for these guys who come in here and, and uh, dedicate themselves and, and strive uh, you know, to help the collective win, I think it is real important. And uh, it's nice to be able to keep the collective together and the core together, and that's what we're trying to do. It, it was, it's real important. It's, uh, we we want to get the players who, who have excelled, who we believe will excel in the future, and continue to be part of of. of pushing the team forward and getting better and better and, and hopefully, uh, you know, uh, pushing onwards and, and, and winning. So big thanks to Bill there for taking the time. Like we said, a scenic backdrop. You couldn't see it. This is an audible medium, but there was, uh, you know, palm trees behind the sunshine, uh, a really nice scene there really showing off South Florida and his post free agency availability. But he talked about it there. This team is, you know, working day and night to build a contender. This team, uh, and we see it. I mean, there, anytime I leave BB&T Center to go to my car any day, hockey ops is still hard at work. Uh, in their offices. So they've been going crazy this off season, you know, putting this team in a position to win and build a contender for the upcoming season, especially with how great last season it was. So uh, stick tap to him and his staff, you know, between all these re-signings, between the draft, between free agency, they've done a lot of work lately from scouts to their analytics team, to all the AGMs and Bill Zito at the top, of course, everyone's putting a ton of work. So great job by them. Um, but Katie, a couple little bits I want to get to here to kind of close things out. That's what the Panthers have done. Like we said, you know, in the future, we're probably going to have a Reinhardt re-signing. Uh, we're going to have some more news trickling in. They could sign a couple more depth people. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but we, we, we look at the roster now. We kind of see what's going to be on the ice and we like it a lot, but we also got to say goodbye to a couple people. And I think we love yes. to do that here, uh, of course, on, on territory talk, especially because all these guys typically at one point or another come on the show. Uh, and the biggest one, of course, Alex Wenberg, who you already mentioned. And, you know, all the best to him. He got a great deal in Seattle. He's going to be you know, a day one cracking awesome. over there with Chris Dreger, uh, which is going to be cool for both those guys. But I think that kind of ties into the greater picture, like we were saying, of building, 
you know, what Bill Zito is building here in South Florida. And it basically is, we're going to give you an opportunity. And if it works out, even if we can't bring you back, you're going to get taken care of elsewhere. This is a place to come and really, you know, play your best hockey and get rewarded for it. So Alex Wenberg had a career season here, you know, career high in goals uh, after getting bought out by the Columbus Blue Jackets, really kind of rediscovered his game here. You know what? Now he's got a great deal in Seattle. So I'm sure he's so good on him. I'm sure, I'm sure he's really appreciative of, you know, what the Panthers were able to do for him. And we're appreciative of what he was able to bring here to us. So, you know, big thanks to Alex Wenberg. Doubt he's listening to the show, but he has been on the show before. So Keita, I know we really appreciate him. And shout out to Lexi, the wiener dog, making her way to the Pacific Northwest. I'll miss you. I've enjoyed following your adventures in South Florida on Instagram. But <laughs> like you said, it was it was great to see what happened for Wenberg. And to be fair, I think we sort of knew that that was a possibility at the very beginning. This was a place where he was on the one-year deal, bet on himself, and he did exactly what he came here to do. And like you said, if we can't keep them all, at least we're sending them off better than when they got here. And that's certainly great to see for Wenberg. He's got a really good contract and he'll be a big part of that crack and franchise. No question. Yeah. And a couple of players going elsewhere. Brady keeper now in Vancouver, always wishing the best for him closer to his home uh, and his family. So I'm sure he's going to like that. Um, you know, a couple guys, a couple guys that weren't qualified, uh, you know, Ryan Bednard, a uh, goaltending prospect. We both uh, enjoyed talking to over the years, wish him the best. Uh, but also I also enjoy free agency because it's my favorite time to also see former Panthers that haven't been here for a bit and kind of where they land. So it was kind of fun. Yeah. Mark Pizik go back to Buffalo. Oh my gosh. Alexander, right? Alexander Petrovich ending up in Dallas. Uh, I really, you know, Keith Yandel ending up in Philly. I like to keep an eye on where anyone that's ever been here ends up. So that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of honestly what I did most of yesterday. Cause like you said, the Panthers uh, productively quiet the other day. So it's kind of fun to see where all these other names we remember uh, landed. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned it. We'll be, we'll be getting to see Mark Pesic and that epic hockey grin a couple times back in the Atlantic divisions with our normal matchups against these teams. Also Mike Hoffman going to the Montreal yeah. Canadiens. So uh, have to watch out for him. We know exactly where he'll be hanging out on that wing spot. Ready to Alexander Barkov is just going to go hug him on the power play just to stop yeah. him from like, taking that stop shot. It, Mike <laughs> don't. But no, it's, it's great to always, I mean, that's, what's, that's, what's fun about hockey in general. And that's why, you know, we love talking to prospects and we love keeping up with all these guys because it's such a journey and it's a, a small world guys that you never expect to see again. Next thing you know, they could be back on your team, but it's always fun to watch where the journey takes players. Uh, and just to see, you know, how the, the evolution of different careers and, uh, and we're looking forward to watching all those guys, whether they're on the, on the squad or not. Yeah. And Katie, Closing thoughts here, and you're in Buffalo right now, so you're actually our Buffalo correspondent. So you, That's you, right. you, you had the Mark Pizik news early, obviously, being already situated there. Um, but like I said, I'm really excited to see him in South Florida for four games a year uh, as we get back to the regular schedule and the regular divisions and all that. But speaking of the division, I think it's fair and safe to say we can now kind of take a step back and look at you know, the division and where the Panthers stand. Like I said, a couple more things will probably change for each team before we get to training camp. Still little bits of business you can do. Um, but I mean, looking at the contenders in the division specifically, you look at, uh, you know, the Lightning. They lost pretty much an entire line, losing Tyler Johnson, you know, Yanni Gord, uh, all those guys. So, you know, they, they lost Coleman. Savard as well. Uh, they lost uh, Luke Shen. They lost a lot of Bla pieces. Yeah, Blake Coleman's a big Blake one. Coleman, He's going to uh, Barclay Goodrow. Yeah. They lost a lot of pieces on that team. And, of course, it's the Lightning. They'll find ways to fill those holes. But it's definitely not the same team that they were these past two seasons. Um, you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they're still trying to fill some holes over there. You know, they're still trying to you know figure, figure out, out what goal they're going to do. Goaltending. Obviously, they have Jack Campbell. Um, obviously, who they sign? Toronto bringing in Peter Mrazek, who's leaving Carolina. And, and Carolina's another team we could talk about, too, because they've had quite a shakeup. Uh, losing Dougie Hamilton, losing Nadelkovich. All their, all their goaltenders. They're basically all gone. Uh, <laughs> but then they bring in Freddie Anderson uh, yep. to, to, to replace that and anti Ranta. So, I mean, there's a, a just... I'm a lot of movement a, in the last a day yeah. to just sit down, decompress and realign myself with where the heck everybody is. Cause that's always the most interesting thing is it's like, Oh yeah, I forgot that guy was there. Now it's that crazy moment that, you know, the first few days of the season and training camp where you realize what happened and, and everything that occurred these last few, you know, 24 hours actually comes to fruition when you see guys wearing jerseys that you never expected them to be wearing. <laughs> And so, you know, going on, like we said, I, the, the lightning got worse. I don't think the Leafs got better based on what they did. You go to the Bruins, 
always a question mark. You always wonder at what point age is going to catch up with a lot of those guys. But they they resigned Hall, which they, was big. They resigned Hall, which was big. But they also signed. I think it was like you know it, seemed, it looked like six or seven guys the other day. So they're going to be a they, yeah. the big names are still going to be there, but a lot of their depth guys are going to be very different. What are the Bruins going to look like? We don't know yet. Uh, does age catch up with a couple of guys like Krejci, like Bergeron, like Marshawn? Do they maybe take a step back? We don't know. We I would never bet on it because they always seem to find success. But are the Bruins better than they were? I'm still not ready to say yes on that. And then, of former, course, you, former Panther Eric Halla. Yeah, former Panther in, Eric Halla. As, we, as, we, as we're drawing the map there of you know, moving all the guys around and following where they're going. <laughs> um, but I, I can't say I think they got, you know, noticeably better. Um, then you go for the teams that are kind of in rebuild mode, Buffalo, uh, Detroit. I think Detroit's going to have a better season than we think. I think Detroit's definitely going to be stronger, but they're not, I don't think they're going to be in a playoff contention. Um, you look at Montreal, they're not going to have Shea Weber. They're not going to have Philip Deneau, but they did add Mike Hoffman. Their young guys get a couple of years older. Did they get better, better? I, I can't say, I I can't confidently say they did. I don't think so. Especially once again, Carrie Price a year older as well as he's fighting with injury. Um, the so Ottawa Senators uh, getting rid of Dadnov. Yeah, I mean, Ottawa's going to have weapons and young weapons, but they're still obviously early rebuild mode. So looking at the entire Atlantic as we get back to the Atlantic, I and this is going to sound homerish, but you know, look at all the stuff we're talking about. Hopefully some neutral sor- sources can get out there and also agree with me. But I think the Panthers, you know, with Reinhardt really kind of putting them over the top, are the only team that really got significantly better this off season yeah and, better better or stayed as much the same yes. which was already very good which is sort of what leads me to feel like it's still going to be this sort of battle between us and tampa because they did lose things but they were obviously the, the stanley cup champs so losing things to them still leaves them being a relatively elite team yeah um but yeah i, I definitely agree with your consensus and i hope that we get backed up so that we don't look like complete bunch of homers but hey <laughs> Hey, I mean, this is this is the world we live in now. It's okay to say these things. It's I mean, okay we're both we're both wearing pant we're both wearing Panther shirts right now, so we're obviously very Homerish. But we like to be Homerish with facts. I think that's the way you can do it. If you want the less Homerish approach to the NHL and free agency and and looking back on everything, tune in for the next episode of Around the NHL with Randy Moeller, where we are slightly less Homerish and talk about the entire league, even though we secretly still have our strong Panther feelings. Your heart's in South Florida, but you get to talk about everyone else. But yeah, like you said, of course, Around the NHL with Katie Gauze and Randy Moeller. Uh, that's subscribed separately from the Panthers Podcast Network, so go find that on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts. Just type in Around the NHL with, and it should be the first thing that comes up. The, the autofill should get it after that. But a <laughs> uh, new episode coming up here soon. We'll be. Uh, I know, Katie, you guys will be talking Kraken, free yes. agency, just kind of the last, I probably, before you do your preseason preview, probably the kind of the last offseason check-in, I would imagine. Yeah, we'll kind of just take a look at maybe what's happened in free agency, get a new landscape of the big names that are in new spots around the league, and then, of course, talk talk Kraken, because even since the expansion draft, that team has changed quite a bit. They've got players they selected in the expansion draft, now going back to the teams they took them from. Yeah, it's, it's good a whole you lot of signings. Bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to let them figure things out a little more, get a little bit more uh, insight onto what Ron Francis is building, but we'll, we'll cover all of that. And uh, and a little bit more uh, before we dive into the full blown preseason uh, build up. Yeah, and looking at territory talk, Doug will be back in studio next week. Katie, I think we'll also be back next week. But will we make it four in a row? We don't know yet. That depends on you, the listener. Let us know if you want Katie back for four in a row as she tries to build this Katie Gauze Iron Man streak here on Territory Talk. Um, but we're probably going to have Carter Verhage on the show. We're probably going to have Sam Reinhardt on the show. Some good guests coming up in August at some point. We'll try to get Bill Zito on the show. Uh, that would almost be about the one-year anniversary of Bill Zito's Territory Talk debut. I remember I talked to him yeah. and did about 15 minutes with him right after he was hired in September. Uh, so we're getting close to the one-year anniversary. I think we got to get him back on as well. And he's just the most insightful and interesting guy to listen to with all, you know, with everything going on in his brain, all the hockey knowledge. So really looking forward to that as well. And like I said, you know, big thanks to all our draftee. And like I said, you know, we're also going to give some time to our Panthers uh, recent draft class, you know, highlighted by Mackie Samuskevich uh, on the next Panthers Pipeline podcast, probably next week. We'll talk all about the draft, you know, and Doug and I, all about the new prospects. We'll get to that all next week. Look for it, of course. That's within the Panthers Podcast Network. So if you're already subscribed to Territory Talk and you're listening, you'll get that right in your inbox next week. But Katie, closing remarks here for this really jam-packed episode of Territory Talk with 
everything that happened here. Oh my gosh. That you you do this every week and honestly, I And you're not ready just, for it. How are you this never is the ready most, for it? This is the most stressful part of this entire this entire podcast is me trying to figure out what interesting thing I'm going to say to end it all. Uh I'm I'm going to end it all with a another name that we never really got to talk about. We're not going to dive in. We're just going to start teasing people a little bit, but this is something to look forward to with training camp on the horizon. I just want to I just want to put this name out there for folks. Anton Lundell. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's a whole another episode. That's an entire episode and hopefully we'll have him joining us, but uh, I just felt like we couldn't finish this this entire, you know, exciting episode about all the great things that are happening in South Florida without at least saying his name once because he is going to be sick. Yeah, I guess we didn't really think about that when it came to free agency, but yes, technically the Panthers getting back Aaron Ekblad, you know, a number one defenseman, and also bringing over Anton Lundell, who's, you know, at least projection-wise, looks to be maybe third-line center right now. Like we said, training camp will decide all of that, but also two huge pieces coming for the Panthers. So that was a good closing thought, Katie. I like that one. Thanks. Thanks. And it, was it good enough to get you on four in a row? We'll find out next week, uh, of course, here at Territory Talk, which, of course, as always, presented by our friends over at Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. But this was a jam-packed episode. Big thanks to Sam Bennett for taking some time to talk to us. You know, welcome all the new Panthers. You know, welcome back all the re-signed Panthers. And of course, we'll keep our eyes peeled for more moves in business down the line as we get through the offseason, which is is disappearing fast, Katie. We're almost in August, <laughs> training camp yep. in September. Uh, preseason is going to be here before you know it. And I, I, I just can't wait. I cannot wait either, Jameson. <laughs> so once again, for Katie Gauze, for myself, Jameson All, this has been Territory Talk, and we will catch you here next week. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.